people hop in here and get saved. Here's what it says in 1 Peter 4, chapter uh, or verse 1. Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that we should no longer live the rest of our time for the lust of the flesh, but for the will of God. I want to pause here. It says that we need to arm ourselves with the same mind. Arm yourself. It's like uh, when I was a police officer. Before I would hit the street, I armed myself. I made sure I had my gun. I made sure I had my rifle. When I was in Afghanistan and we were going ready, uh, going out to do a mission, I made sure that I had my guns. I armed myself. And the writer here tells us to arm ourselves. Now, what do I need to arm myself with? It says the same mind that Christ had. Now, what is the mind that Christ had? It's the Philippians 2 mind. It says that uh, Jesus humbled himself. Let's just go there. Let's go to Philippians chapter two. If you've got a physical Bible, I want you to flip there. If you don't, hey, start bringing a physical Bible. Um, it just It's powerful to look at the word, words on a page instead of on your phone. Okay, listen to this. Philippians 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Okay, so this is how you have the mind of Christ. Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in the appearance as a man, humbled himself. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every other name. We are to arm ourselves with that same mind. What Christ did was he humbled himself, which led to obedience even to the point of death, but through his obedience and his humility, God could exalt him. And Jesus has been exalted to the place which is above every name. It goes on to say in heaven, on the earth, and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Humility leads to obedience, leads to being exalted by God. Remember, the first shall be last, the last shall be first. Humble yourself, humble yourself. <laughs> That's a tongue twister. Humble yourself, you will be exalted. You exalt yourself, you will be humble. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Do you see the theme here? This is the mind that we are to have. First, pride can have no part of our lives. Jesus says, if you want to come after me first, deny yourself. Now, do you hear how many verses I'm stringing in here? Why am I saying that? Because the Bible has a theme. Jesus preached a theme. And this theme that the apostles wrote about and that uh, those who followed Jesus continued to write about, it revolved around 
radical humility and obedience. Now, why is that so important? We're back in 1 Peter 4. This is why you have to have the mind of Christ. Because if you don't have the mind of Christ, then you are not living by the Spirit. If you are not trying to live by the Spirit of God, the Bible teaches that if you're not living by the Spirit, you will live by the flesh. The Bible says to live by the Spirit so that you do not fulfill the desires of the flesh. What are the desires of the flesh? Here's what uh, Peter writes here. He says, we should no longer live the rest of our time in the flesh for the lust of men, but the will of God. For we have spent enough of our past lifetime doing the will of the Gentiles. How many of you have spent enough of your life doing things other than the will of God? I spent way too many years doing things other than the will of God. What are those things? He goes on to say, when we used to walk in lewdness, lust, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries, in regard to these, they, the Gentiles, he's talking about people who are not born again. In regard to all of these things that culture says is fun and normal, they think it's strange that you do not run with them. Speaking evil of you. Let me ask you a question. Does anyone make fun of the way that you live? Or do you live just like everyone else? Because the Bible teaches that the world will think you are strange because you are going in opposite directions. Am I speaking to anyone on this live tonight? If you are going along your path and you find yourself walking or running with the rest of the world, and you're starting to think you look like the rest of the world, and you're not getting any resistance from the rest of the world, then you probably are going down the wide road of destruction. The Bible says that people will think you are weird because you don't do what they do. You don't get drunk. You don't go to drinking. He doesn't just say, I want to point this out too, because there's people that say, oh, well, I still like to go to drinking parties with my friends. You know, I don't drink, but I just like to be with them. He doesn't just say drunkenness. He says drunkenness and drinking parties. He is making a very clear differentiation that being drunk and being a part of drinking parties are two totally different things that we should abstain from. Now, Jesus hung out with drunkards and he hung out with sinners, of course, but he was not influenced by them. He didn't partake with them and he wasn't there to hang. He was there to evangelize. If I can be honest tonight, there are some of you that say, I'm gonna try to win my friend over for Jesus, but you do not have the integrity or the character or the maturity in the spirit to back it up. And I'm not being mean. Let me tell you what probably happens. And listen, if this is any of you on here, I want you to just say, that's me. If any of you are described by what I'm about to say, I want you just to say, that's me, because I'm gonna give you some wisdom. Some of you try to evangelize your friends, but you end up just doing what they're doing. 
or you end up keeping your mouth shut because you don't want to kill the mood. So you find yourself hanging out at parties and doing things you don't want to do and being in places that you don't want to be in. There's one person, Billy, saying, that's me. Thank you for your honesty. The Lord can work with your humility. There are people that you say, I'm going to evangelize my friends, and then you find yourself knee-deep in what they're doing. And all of a sudden, instead of influencing them for the gospel, you're being influenced by them into the things of the world. The Bible teaches we are to abstain from that stuff, and you have to have the self-awareness to know, hey, I'm not ready to go evangelize my friends at a bar. I'm not strong enough. I will get tempted to either be quiet or worse, to get involved with what they're doing. Some of you guys, you've got some friends. Look, I wasn't even going to talk about this. Some of you guys have some friends that you need to keep at arm's length because you got born again. There is someone on here. I feel like there is a middle-aged woman on here. There's probably multiple people, but I really feel like there's, there's, there's a woman on here, maybe in your 50s, and you had a radical encounter with the Lord recently and you can't seem to stay away from your old friend group and they, they do sinful things and they're carnal and they're fleshly and you still love them, but you don't know how to be set apart. And so you find yourself with these women. Is that anyone on here? Is this for someone on YouTube? Please let me know in the comments. I don't just want to throw that out flippantly, but I really, I just got interrupted by that thought. If that's anyone on here, just say that's me because we're going to pray for you. But there's also wisdom. There's wisdom to know, hey, what's up, bro? Thanks for being on here. There's people saying that's me. There's wisdom to understand, hey, I'm not ready to hang out with my, my old friends. I need to love them from a distance. I need to have enough self-respect and enough um, integrity and enough reverence for the Lord that I say, hey, guys. I'm not judging you. I love you guys so much, but I've had an encounter with the Lord and I feel like I just can't get involved in what y'all are doing. I can't go out with you tonight. I don't trust myself or I, that's just not my scene anymore. I'm not looking down on you guys. I'm not judging you guys, but where the Lord is taking me right now, I can't, I can't be a part of that. Some of you need to have the integrity to say something like that to your old friends. And listen, if they make fun of you, First Peter 4 says they're going to think you are weird because you're not running with them anymore. You used to, but now you don't. Why? Because God has changed your heart. Here's what I think. I don't think that there's a bunch of hypocrites on here. I think that there are people on here and you wake up and you have the best intentions. Like your intentions are to just love God. Your intentions are are to just serve him and to spend so much time with him and to abstain from the world. But by the end of the day, if you were to look back, you will have found that you have compromised in some areas. You wake up and you wanna start strong, but you end up compromising through the day. Am I talking to anyone on here? And you beat yourself up over and over again because you start with the best of intentions and you just can't seem to live up to it. Can I encourage you that God is not holding you to some standard? You are holding yourself to a standard. Now, let me say this. 
And there's people saying yes on here, that that's, that's me, I'm talking to you. So let me encourage you. We do have a standard and it's holiness. And that means to be set apart, that we're different than the rest of the world. We are to live righteously in right standing with God where we're not walking in sin. So the standard is very, very high. But can I tell you that this isn't a pass or fail life. We're walking this narrow path with the Father who is loving us, guiding us, leading us, mentoring us, rebuking us, disciplining us when needed. And you might wake up and your intentions are to do well, but you compromise in some areas or you're not strong in some areas. You give in in some other areas. And the problem is that you beat yourself up as if you are the one who's responsible to be able to live a perfect life. Let me tell you something. If you could live a perfect life, Jesus would never have needed to die. You can't be perfect. What you can be is wise. What you can be is discerning. What you can be is a son or a daughter. You see, it, it's going to happen that you're going to make some mistakes. The problem is when you repeatedly make the same mistake. In the workforce, you get fired because obviously you're not catching on. In the, in, in the police force, if I had a rookie who kept making the same mistakes over and over again, you would get let go. You would not get to become a cop at that department because you're, you're unable to grasp these concepts. You keep making, see, I've had rookies that we passed through training who made many mistakes, but they were different mistakes and they learned from them when they did it. Maybe they made one mistake two or three times, but it was that person who kept making the same mistake over and over again. And it's like something is wrong in your brain that you're not picking this up. I'm sorry, this isn't for you. You see, as a Christian, you're gonna stumble. But the first step is that we shouldn't be running. We shouldn't be walking. We shouldn't be going on the same path as everyone else. Are you with me? We should be on a different path. And now that we're on this different path, if you make a mistake, you know that God is gonna come and he's gonna correct you. He's gonna discipline you. He's gonna convict you of your righteousness. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And what you need to do is be honest with yourself and say, how did I get myself in this position? Okay, I did this, I did that. I, you know, I haven't been in my word a lot. Uh, I've been, you know, watching worldly TV shows and all of a sudden my mind is becoming worldly. You assess your life and you take it to prayer and you say, God, will you show me my blind spots? Show me what's causing me to live this way. I'm telling you, I remember when I was uh, one or two years born again and I was still watching The Office. And I, I watched that show for 10 years. I really loved that show. And I remember being two years born again and the Lord convicted me because I laughed at one of the jokes in that show. And many of the jokes in that show are, are sexually charged. Like that's what she said type jokes. And they seem innocent. But I laughed at one and the Lord spoke to me mid laugh and he said, Shane, do you think I'm laughing at that? And I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. Like, I can't be watching this. They're, they're making jokes about this. This is not something to joke about. And all of a sudden the Lord began to show me, Shane, you are desensitizing yourself and you are numbing 
your discernment, you are numbing your sensitivity to sin because you are laughing at sin. I don't want you to watch the show anymore because it's changing the way that you think and respond whether you recognize it or not. And I said, oh my gosh, thank you, Lord. I wanna be holy, I wanna be righteous, I wanna walk this narrow path. Thank you for showing me that. And I have not watched that show or any show like that since. And if my wife and I turn a show on and we're like, hey, let's see what this is about. And it's the same type of deal. Those kind of jokes, those kind of scenes, we say, nope, we're not watching it. And now we're basically down to like nature and cooking shows and baking shows. Why am I talking to you about this? Because it goes so much further than simply not doing what your friends are doing. It goes so much further than 1 Peter 4 of just, why well, just don't go to drinking parties anymore. Why well, don't do this? Okay, that's great. That's a great start. But what about what you do in the privacy of your own home? What about what happens up here in your mind? Because I'm telling you, you can have outward integrity where you say, hey, I don't drink. I'm a Christian. I, I feel convicted about that. I'm not going to do that. But then you can go home and you could watch a perverted show but because it's funny and everyone at church or your job talks about it, it seems like it's innocent. But your mind is being warped. And then you wonder why you have issues in other parts of your life because you're opening a door over here through something that seems innocent. Is anybody with me right now? What you consume is going to change you, whether you realize it or not. You could say all day, oh, I can listen to this. I can watch this. It's not affecting me. It's affecting you. I promise you it's affecting you. It's a biblical principle that what you take in through your eye gate is gonna get in here in your heart and it's gonna get in here in your mind. And the problem is if you really believe you can do whatever you want and not be affected, you're deceived. And the problem with being deceived is you don't know that you're deceived. Is this helping anyone tonight? You see, we have to live this way so that we can live the Christian life. So that we can be effective and be used by God. There are so many people that are falling right now. Big name people, heartbreaking moral failures and just deception and very bad things happening that are getting exposed. And it didn't happen overnight. Little by little, little foxes, little foxes ruin, ruin, uh, what is it, the vineyard? I don't know. I need to know that verse. It's little foxes. This is the principle. It's just little stuff. Here's a better one. Here's one that I do know. A little bit of leaven leavens the whole loaf. Now, Jesus in one gospel went as far as to say, a little leaven can leaven 60 pounds of dough. Do you have any idea how much 60 pounds of dough is? It is an insane amount of dough. I don't think your kitchen counters could contain 60 pounds of dough. And Jesus said a little bit of leaven will get into the whole thing and mess it up. A little bit of compromise in your life will permeate your entire being, your mind, your heart, and everything you do will get affected. Are you with me? 
Guys, this Christian life, it is about asking God, Lord, please make the narrow path more narrow. I don't wanna live like the rest of the world. I don't want a corrupted mind. I don't wanna be deceived. I don't wanna be hardened towards temptation. I don't wanna be numb towards sin. I wanna be sensitive. I wanna be tender, God. Please help me. This is a prayer that I pray all the time because I never, ever, ever want to be hardened or to be calloused or to be anything but sensitive to what Jesus, what put Jesus on the cross. Is that your prayer? Is that your view? Now, maybe tonight you're watching this and you're saying, well, why should I care? I don't even believe in Jesus. I don't need him. I'm free. Let me ask you this question. If you are so free, and I want you to listen to me carefully, you say, I don't need God because I'm free. Then I ask you this question. If you're so free, then why do you do things that you hate when no one is looking and you don't know how to stop? You're not free. You see, you think that you're free and you say that you're free and you like the idea of being free, but the reality is you are a slave to sin. There are things in your life that you hate but you continually do them and you don't know how to stop, but you want to tell me that you're free. You're not free. The only freedom that exists in this world is the freedom from the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus breaks the heavy yoke of sin and bondage. And the Bible says that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. You don't need freedom if you're already free. So why would the Bible say where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom? Because where the spirit of the Lord is not, the people are oppressed. The people are in bondage. And tonight, there are some of you that are in bondage, and it's simply because you have not surrendered your life to the Lord. You might identify with my testimony, where I grew up in church my whole life, but Jesus did not have my life. He had my confession. And yeah, I would have argued with the atheist on Facebook, well, how can't you believe in God? He's totally real and I serve him, but Jesus didn't have my life. He had my confession. He was on my dog tags as my religious identifier. But he wasn't my life. Tonight, as we close, I wanna ask you, if you need to give your whole life to Jesus because you know the condition of your heart, I don't, you do. You know the condition of your heart. I don't care if you're on a worship team like I was. I don't care if you're a worship leader. I don't care if you're a preacher you know the condition of your heart. And if you need to give your life to Jesus, I want you to take a leap of faith and I want you to comment, yes, Jesus, right now. Say yes, Jesus, in the comments. Take that leap of faith. Type those words out. And I believe that even in typing that, something is gonna break off of your life before we even pray. 
Thank you, God. Thank you, God. The comments are already rolling in. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He is the only one who will set you free. And guess what? He will set you free tonight. Thank you, God. He will set you free just like he set me free so many years ago. Thank you, Lord. That's right. Someone says, backsliding no more. That does not have to be a normal part of life to backslide. That should be abnormal. The enemy might come and try to tempt, but you do not have to give in. If you don't have Jesus, then you're fighting the enemy by yourself and you will lose. But if you do have Jesus, you are fighting the enemy with the Spirit of God inside of you and God has never and will never be defeated. Thank you, Lord. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. We still have people commenting. This is incredible. All of you who said, yes, Jesus, we're gonna pray together. And all I wanna do is put words to what you're feeling inside. And tonight we're gonna make a declaration. It's a moment in time that you can just look back and say, this was the day. This was the night. It was on this random live stream that I was watching that some guy was preaching on. I gave my whole life to Jesus and I've never been the same since then. Guys, I can tell you, and not everyone can tell you the date, and that's fine. You don't have to know the date. Some people just fell into a relationship with the Lord and, and they followed him their whole lives, but that wasn't the case for me. I made a conscious decision on January 23rd, 2016 on my bed. I said, Lord, I'm giving you my whole life and I have never been the same since then. So tonight on November 1st, 2023, let that be a marking moment in your life that you gave it all to Jesus tonight. So let's pray. And I want you to pray this out loud. I want you to think about what I'm saying and I want you to say it to God from your mouth. I want you to be able to hear yourself saying it. Don't get quiet now. Doesn't matter where you're at. I want you to say this out loud. Hold your hands out and just say this. Say, God, thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending Jesus for me. I believe in you. And I confess that I have not lived my whole life for you. But tonight, I give you my life. Take my life, Jesus, and make it yours. I make you my Lord tonight, my master and savior. I thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. And I thank you for making me a new creation. And I ask you right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I can live the Christian life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen.
Amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer, I want you to comment right now if anything was happening to you. Things don't have to happen. Sometimes nothing happens. We do this by faith. But sometimes things do happen. You have a thought or you have emotions happening or you, you sense something, I don't know. But if you experienced anything during that prayer, why don't you just comment below so that we can all testify because we're not there with you and we just wanna celebrate what God is doing. Thank you, God. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. People are saying tears. Thank you, Lord. I remember a lot of tears when I got born again. Thank you. Chills? Yes. Started crying and feeling emotional. Yes. It's an emotional thing. It's emotional to get over yourself and to give your whole life to Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Someone said I was vibrating all over. That's wild. Mm. I felt his hug. He felt like God hugged you. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Someone said I felt like he was listening. Guess what? He was listening and he always is. Amen? Okay, here's what we're gonna do. Right now, before we wrap up this live, we're gonna pray for the sick. And so if you have a need in your body and you would know if it left or if it got better, if you have a sickness and you would be able to tell if it got better or if it went away entirely, then we're gonna pray for you first, okay? If you have a sickness and we wouldn't be able to tell, we're gonna pray for you second. You know, you, you need to get a test done or you need to wait some time or whatever. But like if you have a headache or you have a broken arm or you've got a bad eye and it would, you'd be able to tell if it got better, we're gonna pray for you right now. And I want you to hover your hand over the area that you have a problem. So if your eye is messed up, I want you just to hover your hand over your eye. If you've got a problem with your elbow, just hover your hand over your elbow. And I'm gonna pray right now. And at the end of this prayer, all I want you to do is say, thank you, Jesus. And I want you to test it out. I want you to test it out and see if the pain is still there or if it's gone or if it got better. And I want you to comment below so that all of us can see what God is doing. Because I'm telling you right now that God is going to heal some people right now. Are you ready? Let me just build a little faith really quick. Two years ago on a TikTok Live, I prayed for a woman who had a brain aneurysm and it left. She had a headache for 30 days straight. That's not an exaggeration. No medicine worked, nothing worked. 30 days straight. Her headache instantly went away. Her whole family began to cry because they were all watching the live. She went and got a brain scan and the aneurysm was gone and the doctors were dumbfounded. That's what God can do and he's gonna do even greater things and I believe he's gonna do it tonight. Amen? So if you have an issue in your body, Put your hand over it right now and we're gonna pray. Test it out and then let me know in the comments what happened. Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus that you are the healer, not me, not some pastor, not some Christian influencer. It's you, God. And tonight we put our faith in you that every sickness would bow to the name of Jesus. 
And I thank you that you have given us authority over sickness, over disease, and over affliction. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, I command every bit of pain in these bodies, anyone listening at the sound of my voice, pain, get out in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. Every disability and every limitation would leave right now in Jesus' name. I see a shoulder that had limited mobility and you have full range of motion right now. Lift your arm over your head. And if that's you, let me know in the comments. In Jesus' name, shoulder be healed right now. In Jesus' name, I almost wanna say rotator cuff. In Jesus' name, knees be healed right now. Spine be aligned in the name of Jesus. Every issue with discs be healed right now. Pain go, uh, disc degeneration, leave in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for a new back for someone. In Jesus' name. Eyes, I command you to see right now in Jesus' name. Look, people are already saying, it's me, I have no pain. Can you feel the faith rising right now? It's me, I just had an MRI from my shoulder this afternoon. Test your shoulder out, it's healed. Cow picks in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Eyes be healed right now. I command 20-20 vision into these eyes in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Um, tinnitus in the ears, ringing in the ear. In Jesus' name, I command every bit of ringing to leave. Oh, thank you, Lord. Organs be healed right now in Jesus' name. I saw a comment about diabetes. I command diabetes to leave your body now in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, someone said, um, knee pain is gone, praise the Lord. Intestines be healed right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, if he did something in you, leave it in the comments like these people are. We need to testify of what God is doing tonight. This is incredible. Lupus, get out in Jesus' name. Kidneys, be healed right now in Jesus' name. Heart and cancer in my body, I curse cancer and I command you to leave this person now in the name of Jesus. Tourette's, I curse you and I command you to leave in Jesus' name. Father, thank you that every trace of ticks and Tourette's would leave this person right now in Jesus' name. Someone said their headache left. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord God. I would love to testify. Okay, tell us what happened. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Back pain is gone, Jacob says. Thank you, Lord God. Left leg numb feeling. Okay, I command your left leg to be healed right now. Every bit of numbness, get out of that leg in Jesus' name. Okay, test your leg out. Debilitating reflux. Father, I thank you. Every bit of acid reflux would leave this person in the name of Jesus. Throat be healed right now in Jesus' name. Esophagus be healed. Thank you, God. Every GI issue be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Someone said, my foot sprain is gone. Come on. <laughs> thank you, God. We got a lot of people getting healed tonight. This is awesome. Oh, thank you, Lord. Who else? I know there's more. Hey, who was the who was the shoulder pain? 
who had the, or not pain, well, maybe it's pain, but who had the limitation? In my mind, I could see that your shoulder only went this high. And as I was praying, I saw you lift it all the way up over your head. Who is that? Say, I'm the shoulder person, and then tell me how it was. Intense pain in my left shoulder. Be healed now in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh my gosh, this is awesome. This is a lot of people. Yep, this person just commented, said that was me all the way up. Their, their arm is all the way up. Um, 18 weeks pregnant, severe headache and nausea. Bless you. Lord, I thank you that every symptom of this pregnancy, every bit of nausea, every headache would go in the name of Jesus. I pray for a supernatural pregnancy over this woman in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Bright lower back pain and numbness, eight years. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that this lower back would be healed entirely. I curse numbness and I thank you for a new back in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, God. Okay, the person who said they had numbness, listen to this. My left leg can feel even the tip of my nails. Wow, praise God. That is awesome. Hey, send me a DM. If you got radically healed tonight, send me a message and tell me your testimony so that I can share it in a reel tomorrow. Tell me what issue you had, like how bad it was, how long you had it, and what happened to you during the live like the person who had the numbness and now you can feel even the tip of your nail. That's incredible. The person whose shoulder got healed. Like, I wanna hear all of the testimonies, so send me a DM, please, okay? All right, here's how we're gonna close. If you have a sickness and you wouldn't know if it left right away, you've grown up with it or you need a test done or it only comes and goes at certain times, we're gonna pray a prayer of faith right now. You just saw a lot of people get healed. God's gonna touch you, I believe, right now. Uh, DM means direct message, so just go to my page and click message and send me a message. Okay, we're gonna pray. So if you need prayer for something that you wouldn't know, just receive this prayer right now. Father, thank you. Thank you for every miracle you did tonight. God, you did so many miracles. You healed so many people. Thank you, Lord. And Father, I thank you for these friends right now that need healing in their bodies. You know exactly what's wrong. I speak to every disease, every disorder, every limitation, every diagnosis right now. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be well in your body. Sickness, go. Holy Spirit, come in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's it. Now we just wait. So if you receive prayer for something that you couldn't test right away, the next time you find out that it's gone, send me a message. I can't wait to hear it. Hey guys, God bless you. Make sure you follow my page. I'm doing this every single Wednesday night. Share this with other people so that they can be here next Wednesday. We'll see you then.